hey yo it's us it's two girls one ghost two girls one ghost and we are your ghostesses that's Corinne. hello here and i, I am. am sabrina and i am stuck inside my head because i'm trying to think of every time we i'm like every time we open the episode i'm like what's something new i can say but it's just it ends what's up it being the exact yeah. same that's okay i think it's fine we kind of have our standard opening and it works it's short it's sweet yeah but the word hi is or hey is so boring hi. now it's so outdated hi. salutations should we bring that one back i think yeah i mean we should change it up every week say hello in a different language every week no that's too hard bonjour hola <laughs> but then we can also do hola because technically that's portuguese and spanish uh-huh. spelled differently tricked you <laughs> tricked you gotcha haha gotcha in your face <laughs> this encounters is supported by our patreon donors who have entered our patreon page under the phantoms tier hell yes thank you to hell yeah thank you to a paranormal chicks carling isaac annie and theodore courtney casa dane mark nicole zoe ridiculous podcast taryn jim Lassus, Melanie, Tara, Sim, Samantha, Jocelyn, Pretty Outdoorsy, None of This Is Real Podcast, Damini, Carrie, Rebe, Carla, Tomb Juice, Des, Benjamin, Sabrina, Natasha, Sarah, Lauren, Carly, Audrey, Kendall, Vic, Marky Duzoinks, Maddie, Dill, The Tater, Carrie, Robin, Ivy, Sally, Nicoletta, Friday, Jacob, Daniela, Isadora, Kristen, Backroad Diaries, Amy, Courtney, Shannon, Caroline, Christy, Laura, and Paige. Thank you. And good night, except for not yet. Do you want to go first? Sure. Oh, shit. Sorry. I just banged my... Yes, I do. This is from Cassia, and it's called Brothers. So, I still haven't figured out which person is talking yet, but whoever was talking about their brother in episode 7 having weird experiences and dreams remind me of a very active house I lived in as a child. That was you, Sabrina. That was me. I almost forgot. I was like, was that me? Was that Corinne? We both have brothers who have... We both have haunted brothers. Yeah, so could be anyone. My brother and I had many shared experiences, but he had many solo experiences with the closet in the bedroom we shared while the house was being remodeled. He was instructed by his dad to clean up the closet one night and continued to run out, insisting that there was a large bat in the closet. It was deep, and my mother and I kept going into the closet to see if we can find it and get rid of it, but we couldn't find anything. He was so terrified that he was shaking. He was maybe six or seven at the time, and his dad, my stepdad, thought my brother was making up a story to get out of, do- to get out of doing the work, and so he forced him to stand up by the closet all night. No, 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 no. <laughs> My brother sobbed the whole night and I gave him a blanket and a pillow in the middle of the night. He was shaking in fear. There was a lot of dark energy in that house and we both experienced seeing a strange mask floating outside of the sliding glass door that made up most of the living room wall. A deck was going to be built there in the spring, but it was winter and the Christmas tree was up in the corner and unlit. We were too scared to sleep in the bunk beds in the bedroom and curled up on the couch across from the sliding glass door. We both awoke at the same exact time and looked at each other and then towards the wall. I remember it felt like we were moving in slow motion as our heads toward turned toward the dark glass. Suspended in the middle of the sliding door was a triangular mask backlit in orange light with glowing orange eyes staring at us. 
Quickly, we looked back at each other, pulled the blankets over our heads, and refused to look out until daylight. The next day, the snow was at least a foot on the ground, but directly under where the mask was floating, there was a large round spot with no snow at all, and the grass looked the grass exposed looked burnt. There were no trees or any obstructions in that part of the yard that could have blocked the snow as it was coming down that night. I'm enjoying your po- podcast and look forward to the next episode, Cassia. Our poor brother. I feel so bad for him. I know. Standing in the closet all night, that's horrifying. Oh my god, I wouldn't have done it. I don't, I don't know. I would have been like, do something else horrible to me, but I'm not standing here forever. But it's so sad because when you're a kid, you do what your parents ask and you're like, you're, you just, it's the innocence of like, I don't know how to explain how I'm feeling and this is real and you think I'm trying to get out of this chore because I probably have done made up a lie to get out of chores before. Oh gosh, and that's scarring. I know. Poor kid. Poor kid. And I wonder what it was because he said it was a bat, which is it a vampire? I don't know. But or is it a shadow figure rep- like presenting as a bat? It's just I know. I know. I don't so know. The story is different than what we've heard before. I know. You know. And there's always I feel like there's always something in the closet. Yes, there is. And now I'm eyeing my open closet. <laughs> what is in there? What's in there? Hopefully nothing because my fight is kicking in. So I'm just going to punch it if it tries to tickle my toes. Kick its booty. Oh my gosh. But at least, honestly, at least he had her, you know, like she was there yes. validating his experiences. She yes. was waking up at the same time. She was, you know, trying to be supportive. Mm-hmm. But holy crap. Ah, scary. <laughs> we always say trust trust your pets maybe trust your kids too yeah trust your kids and believe your kids don't stick them in the closet like harry potter i know sad this is from ashley the subject title is my dad died in his house and his spirit sent a knife into my mom's foot question what Hello, favorite ghostesses uh, with the mostesses. I found your podcast about a month ago, and I've been binge listening ever since. I have a love for all things haunted and spooky, but I get scared pretty easily. I never really I thought you. I had a haunting story to tell, but as I listen to your show more and more, I realized that, whoa, do I have a couple of really good stories for you, both <laughs> involving my dad. Hold on to your hats. This is a long and sort of little gruesome story. Oh, my gosh. Just a little backstory. My parents got divorced when I was really young and I lived with my mom. I would see my dad sporadically for a bit on weekend visitations and then would go a couple years without seeing him. Yep, you guessed it. I have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not alone, girl. <laughs> Though my dad in my childhood wasn't as present and my early memories were frankly pretty scary as he was an alcoholic... I still loved my dad very, very much. Fast forward years later in mid-July 2009, my mom received a phone call from the police saying that a body was found in my dad's house. It turns out that my dad had a heart attack and died, and it was estimated that he had been dead for about three weeks before the neighbors found him. We had not been in contact for over two years. His body was severely decomposed, and of course this is all happening during the hottest few weeks of June, with the windows closed in the house. Oh, oh my gosh. We hired a biohazard crew to clean up the house. The smell was beyond brutal, and we had, a, and we had to set out to find any papers about life insurance, the house, his truck, anything we could. 
My aunt and uncle Mm -hmm. on my dad's side came out as well and were helping us go through things in the house. The first time we entered the house, my mom said the binding prayer because the evil in that house was incredibly palpable. It took almost the entire rest of the summer to go through all of his things and to empty the house, so we were there like four or five times a week. Wow. One afternoon, my aunt took a picture of me and my sister in the backyard at my dad's house. When the picture was printed, there was a blurry mist in the shape of a person standing between me and my sister. I saw it and the hairs on my arm stood up. <gasps> yeah, I the hair I'm growing hair right now. I have such You're just getting longer and longer. Chills. Longer and longer. I wish it was on my head, not my arms. <laughs> I wish I could say that this was the scariest thing that happened, but it wasn't. Oh, no. My mom, who is an angel, love that woman so much, <laughs> was there doing anything and everything that she could to help. She started talking about my dad and how, as she puts it, jokingly, of course, he had to make a dramatic exit from this world, (laughs) the laughs we all needed to get through the tough times. Suddenly, a butcher knife that was literally in the middle of the kitchen island fell off of the table and went straight into my mom's foot. What the fuck? It was insane. A few years later, my mom and I went to see a psychic, and when we asked what the deal was that day... He said he didn't mean to get her in the foot, but he was trying to say, hey, stop making fun of me to her. It was honestly insane, and I still get chills thinking about it. After my dad's funeral, it felt like his spirit left the house, and it felt calm and good again. I had a really hard time after my dad passed because I never really got the closure that I so hoped for. There were also times when I would cry myself to sleep. And it felt like someone had been rubbing my shoulder and my back. And then all of a sudden, I would smell the cologne he used to wear. It's been nine and a half years since he died. But every now and again, I dream that he is there and that we were talking about my life. And it was like he never died. I'm getting married to the love of my life at the end of May 2019. (gasps) That's so soon. And I have no doubt. So soon. And I have no doubt that my dad will be right there with me as I walk down the aisle. I bet she'll smell his color. Mm-hmm. Oh, that gives me chills. <gasps> yeah, I bet when she puts on her dress and like walks oh. out, she's just going to like get Ugh. a waft of clone. Oh, I have chills. Think That's about so it. beautiful. <sighs> I could probably go on and on about the weird little things that happened after my dad died, but I will leave it at this for now. Thank you, ladies, so much for making such a wonderful podcast and for talking about the paranormal, which gets, which gets brushed off the majority of the time. Stay spooky, Ashley. Wow. I think it's, I mean, as horrible as it is that her mom got a knife through her foot, it's also just so typical of like, no, I wanted you to stop making fun of me. It's such a dad move to accidentally make something that wasn't supposed to be extreme, extreme. Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> you know? But also, like, I'm sure there were so many other objects he could have used to be like, stop making fun of me. But a knife, a knife. A knife. A knife in her foot. Wow. Her mom sounds like a saint. I mean, this was her ex-husband, and she's going through and taking care of all of his affairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then got a knife in her foot. And got a knife in her foot. I do love that she feels her dad. Because, I mean, that's that's incredibly tough to not feel like you have closure with someone before they die. And then, and then there's, I mean, the amount of emotions that you would have. But to know that he's still there and it's okay and... You don't always need closure because that's not how life works. 
it's just so sweet and so comforting the act of him like rubbing her back in those times when she feels upset and she feels overwhelmed by what Mm -hmm. happened it's very parental it's very parental yeah do you ever get tempted to rub babies backs like whenever i see a baby i just want to rub their tiny little backs. yeah yeah i love baby backs (laughs) i'm just thinking of baby back ribs or whatever what's it called Um, no, just little baby backs. I know. So cute. But babies just in general, like, just want to hold their hands. And the, my favorite thing is when they put, take your finger and they just have a tight grip around it and you can't... Oh, yeah. I like that. Okay, I have another one that is shorter on the shorter side, but it's great. And now I can't find it. Okay, found it. This is from Madeline and... She says, hey girls, I love the podcast. New episodes are the highlight of my week. So my story is when I was 13 or 14 and my best friend's brother died randomly one night. It was so sudden and devastating. Weeks had passed and one night I had a dream of my friend's brother and he said to me, hug Tara for me. I didn't really know her brother at all and had only met him once or twice, but it felt so special to have him contact me. Thank you for reading, Madeline. Oh my gosh, that's so kind. That's just so sweet. And in it, I, uh, you know what? Something, I've talked about it before, but something similar happened to me when I was in eighth grade mm-hmm. and someone who I knew, but by no means was the closest one to him when he passed away and he gave me sort of messages for other people. And I, I think it's like a pointed thing. I think that, I mean, perhaps... There are a few contributing factors, like maybe one, Madeline might just be way more open, so it's easy to make the communication. Right. Or maybe he knew that Madeline would talk to her friend and not keep it to herself. Right. But then I also think it means it's another thing for someone who is a bit pulled away or like not as close to this situation. I don't know how to describe it, but you know what I'm Mm -hmm. trying to say. Just someone who wouldn't naturally maybe dream and yearn for like the closure or yearn for a message to receive it. Yeah. I think it's easier probably to communicate with someone on the outside. And also think about how emotional you are when you lose someone. And Mm -hmm. I wonder if that puts up walls or makes it difficult for your relative or loved one to come talk to you or maybe even if they do you think it's your imagination and right, you're missing right. them yeah how do you distinguish between a visitation right. and what you just are dreaming because you're wanting something so right. your subconscious is creating it for you hug tara for me but that that's real i know it's so sweet okay i have another one for us this is from elliot who we went to school with she was a theta with me sorority sister Yes, she was. She was only at LMU for like a year. So I met her briefly. Mm -hmm. But we have an email from her because she's going to our Nashville show. Okay. Hey, guys. It's me, Elliot from LMU for the quick year that I was Mm -hmm. there. Marissa asked me to come with her to your Nashville show. I'm so stoked, by the way. Anyways, I'm listening and I definitely have a ghost story for the house that I currently live in. And I thought I'd share. So... I live in a cute, old, blue house in Nashville with three other girls and two dogs. The dream! (laughs) Dogs are your roommates? That's amazing. 
one of the old tenants of the house is actually on very cavalier on E. Yeah. Now I need to watch the show. Never heard of it. It's Kristen Cavalieri's. Oh, oh, oh. And she posted a tribute photo of the blue house when she moved out, and the caption said, going to miss this house, even though you had ghosts. <laughs> there was more to the caption, but obviously the line about ghosts struck me, being that I was supposed to move into it that next week, and I'm very spiritual and receptive of spiritual things. By the way, here's her post. Oh, i got to click on it. <laughs> I won't now. I'll, I'll, wait I'll click on it because I, I'm okay, You click it. on it. I make note of the potential ghosts and proceed to sage the place the day we move in. The first week, I experienced spiritual phenomenons that I will list out below. Number one, I have the upstairs bedroom with a small door that leads to my attic on the main wall. I had the last pick of rooms and no one wanted that room, even though it was the biggest. <laughs> so that was my first indi indication that the vibes are yep. off if no one wants to live in it. The first week of living there, my dog, Rosie, who is very gentle, calm, and non-combative, went to take a drink of water out of her bowl, and I saw, I repeat, I saw her water bowl slide clear across the room, and she jumped oh. back, and we both looked at each other in disbelief, and I had to walk across the room to get her bowl. Oh. Poor Rosie! I but I like that Rosie looked at her and was like, Elliot, what's happening? Did you see that? <laughs> Am I saying things? <laughs> After the incident, Rosie refuses to come into my room. She stays at the doorframe looking at me, wagging her tail as if she wants to come in, but something has told her to stay back. Oh. Not in an aggressive way, like she's scared, but just as if she wants to come in, but just can't due to a command. Uh -huh. She won't come to my bed most nights. I have to call her in with me or push her up the stairs to come get in bed. She also has a dog bed that she has slept on since she was a puppy, but since moving into this house, she sleeps right next to me, which is out of character for her because she's such an independent sleeper. I love when I love dogs that sleep with people, especially dogs that don't realize how big they are and come cuddle with you. Oh yeah, they take up the entire the bed. Best. A couple weeks ago, around 4 or 5 a.m., she jumped out of bed and ran to the door and started growling and cowling her teeth back as if something was on the other side of the door and she didn't want it in. Mm. Like I said, she isn't an aggressive dog. And that weirded me out because until that incident, we kind of got used to whatever energy had been in the room and it hasn't made her react in an aggressive way yet. So with all of that being said... I make very sure that the house always has oil diffusers on. There are plants everywhere, as well as crystals. And every morning before work, I wake up the house by opening all the blinds and speaking words of affirmation like, good morning, today is a beautiful day. And everyone living in this house is a positive light. Stuff like that. It seems to keep activity at a low, so maybe it's just spirits? My Reiki healer... Which, by the way, have you ever done Reiki? I haven't. Have you? I, I love Reiki. Yeah. I'm a Reiki level one. I took a class. What? I used to do Reiki on my dog. Can you do it on me? I'm technically not supposed to because as a level one, I can only heal myself. I'm a rebel. I'll break the rules <laughs> for you. Don't F me up, though. Pressure's on. become possessed. <laughs> oh, God. For our live show. Uh, my Reiki healer says, maybe the spirit of a dog lived in my room and wants to play with Rosie being as she is most affected. I did some research on the house and it was built in the early 1900s. And in the unfinished basement, 
there's an old antique dresser that our landlord said has just been left there over time and doesn't know where it came from. So I'm wondering if it could be a conduit of some Ooh. sorts. It's a very old antique, but I'm afraid to get rid of it because it might mean something to a spirit in the house. Not sure. Anyway... I'd love your thoughts on what you think is going on. Thanks, ladies. See you in June. Everyone go buy your Nashville tickets. Um, yes. First Elliot. of all, buy your tickets. June yes. 16th, Nashville. We're coming for you. 5 p.m. Sunday. Um, Zany's Comedy Club. Hell, yes. Boo. Yeah. Okay. What if that antique is worth some money? She should like, get... That's what I was thinking. I was like, cha-ching, cha-ching. Right. I remember there was like this old farmhouse down the street from me where I grew up in Branchburg, New Jersey, and this family moved into it, and they found a chandelier that was worth thousands and thousands of dollars that had been left in the house. No way. And it was like an old ratty farmhouse that like no one wanted to buy because it seemed like a money pit. Guess not. Hidden treasure. Hidden treasure. But I'm kind of with Elliot in that if there's enough going on right now... I would be also hesitant to move anything because if you move an item, it doesn't mean that the spirit attached to the item is moving with the right. item. They might just be like, I'm so mad. I'm going to stay and take this out on you. Yeah. And you don't want to. No, but uh, poor Rosie. I know. I know. And like, the, I mean, poor, lucky Elliot that Rosie gets to like cuddle with her every single night, like just the two of them. But poor Rosie just being scared. I wonder when they moved in. Let's see. Okay. Wait. Oh, they must have been here. They must have moved in. Well, Taylor. A few months ago. Moved, almost a year ago. Well, yeah, because Taylor moved out into a, like June of 2018. So they've been there for a while. What if Elliot brings her ghost with us to the, when she comes, with her when she comes to the live show? Is Elliot going to make us haunted? Uh, maybe. Should we go visit Is the little blue house? Is that how this podcast ends? <laughs> we just both become possessed. The house is so cute, though. I'm looking at it the Instagram. Cute. You from the outside, you'd look at it and you'd be like, "This is my dream home. Like, this is the cutest yeah. house ever." And now I'm zooming in to see if there's any spirits looking out the window. I'm searching Elliot's Instagram because I want to see Rosie. Rosie's so cute. Oh my god, I love her. I'm in love. I'm more. Oh, that the beach. But it's look at. Oh. It's interesting though that. They thought that it might be the spirit of a dog. But I don't think, I don't know. I don't think that makes a lot of sense because if Rosie's acting so, it just seems much more than a dog. It seems like it's a person. It's like an intelligent. Yeah. Not, I'm not calling dogs dumb. I'm just saying like an intelligent creature, maybe with hands that is giving commands. Yeah. Keeping Rosie where she, where they want her, throwing the bowl. I don't know. I just don't think it's a dog. Yeah, I don't think it's a dog either. I think it's a, I think it's a person. Yeah, because if it were a dog, it doesn't make sense. Rosie's behavior doesn't make that much sense because if she sleeps right next to Elliot and not in her bed, that would make sense if there was a dog and she was being jealous and was like, no, I need to be the closest to Elliot. She's mine. Right. But then at the same time, the dog won't even go into the room. Yeah. So it's not like she's attached to the hip trying to be territorial. <gasps> I have a, an idea. What? Okay, well, obviously the ghost was there before, but what if the ghost is connected to Rosie's spirit from another life? And that's why she's obedient to the ghost. Because she's like, oh, I know this spirit. A traveling soul. Rosie's yeah. traveling soul. Maybe. 
soulmate. Maybe makes it less scary. Maybe it does make it less scary. I I'm gonna take a page from Elliot's book though. I think I need to start waking up my house every morning. I love that idea. I like that. That's beautiful. It's nice. It's peaceful. Um, if you guys have any other ideas or ghost stories that you want to share with us, please email them to us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. We have social media, we have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have a Facebook group that you can join, a Facebook page that you can like. We have Patreon. You can support us there. We have merchandise. You can support us by buying it. We have... Rate and review iTunes. us on iTunes. Yeah, it's rate and review very us. Very important. And just tell everyone. Tell everybody about us. Yes. And uh, come to our live shows. And maybe you'll see Elliot's ghost or you'll see me get possessed because Corinne's Reiki healing didn't go correctly. Who knows? It. You know, we don't even know what's going to happen at these shows. So you're in it with us. Yeah. I hope that happens. Maybe Ellen would ask us to come on the you show. You want me to, to get talk to her. possessed? I want to be on Ellen. So you'd put me, you'd willingly give my soul away to be on Ellen. I don't know. I don't know. My desire to be on Ellen is pretty strong. I think I might need a FaceTime in for the live show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we will see you on the other, other side. side. Very spooky.